0: Welcome, I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. Turn with me to Matthew verse 11. Matthew chapter 11. Chapter 11 verse 12. It's saying, from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent it by force. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And what this is talking about is violent faith, because faith is the only thing that pleases God. So the kingdom of God suffers violence, physical violence. But the violent violence take it by force, meaning that. The faith that we have and trust God take back everything that the enemy tried to steal from us. So they say, having a violent faith is is believing wholeheartedly in what what your your purpose is, no matter what 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 attacks or obstacles you face, passing uh, pressing your way toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. You got to be violently Doing what God put you here on this earth to do and it says even though they suffereth violence the violent take it by force because we take back what the enemy has stolen by what God said that we are and I just want to uh, show you uh, a few people that had violent faith. If you if you have turn with me uh, to uh, Mark 2 4 and 5. Violent faith. When you have it, say amen. Beginning at, uh, beginning at the third verse, it talks about the word says, and they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him, talking about Jesus, for the press, they uncovered the roof, wherefore he was, he was. And, and when they had broken, in, broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy faith be forgiven thee. Sometimes you have to have violent faith. They took the roof off. Took the roof off. No, I ain't, I'm in the wrong place, ain't I? Uh, I'm, I, I apologize. Uh, they took the roof off. Uh, they took the roof off because they had violent faith, and because they had the violent faith. That that God is talking about the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Faith is the force that that take it back what the devil has has stolen. But you got to have violent faith to re- realize that God said if if He said it He's able to bring it to pass. So I'm gonna trust you, Lord, no matter what. So they tore the roof off and, and Jesus said, "Thy faith has made the whole." If you if you uh. If you have your your, your Bible, uh, well, you have your Bible, because you <laughs> bear with me, y'all. I get excited. Uh, Matthew and, when, and you're supposed to get excited about the word of God. Amen. Praise God. It said Matthew 9, turn to Matthew 9, 20 and 21. We're talking about having violent faith beginning at 19. It said, and Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Let me let me let me just stop right there for a minute. Back during that time, if you had some type of Disease and you came into the congregation you would have You would have to Announce I'm unclean. I'm unclean I'm unclean, but this woman came into the in into the crowd Because she said to herself if I could only touch the hem of his garment What are you saying to yourself? Are you saying something to yourself concerning uh, what God said, trusting in God, making your way toward him? Uh, are you uh, saying something negative? Why, because death and life is in the power of the tongue. She already made the decision that, she said that if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I know that i would be made whole. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. When, when you start speaking things, because the enemy always wants to bring negativity to you when a situation comes about. But that's why God said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnality is the five senses. We go by what it look like, taste like, sound like, feel like. But it ain't none of that. It's what God said it is. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what is God saying concerning the situation that I might be going through? And that's what we have to trust in. So whatever it is, faith has to answer the door. Anytime you're in a trial and, and something comes to the door and knock on the door, don't answer it. Send faith to the door because faith is equipped to handle it. And that's what this is saying. The woman said to herself, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made whole. And when she touched the hem of his garment, he said, who touched me? He, the disciples said, All these people poking it because it was a crowd. So, all these people poking and prodding on you, you said, Who touched me? He said, When this touch touched me, virtue went out of me. See, because see, God loves us. He loved you so much that He came, took on the likes of sin for flesh, come down off the cross. Come. Come and, and took on the come, took come out of eternity, yes, and took on the likes of sin for flesh, yes. just for me. Everybody said just for me, because yes. I can't say just for you, yes. just for me. Yes, sir. He loved me so much that he was willing to take on the likes of sin for flesh, and for sin, consent, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in me. See, he took it off the outside and put it on the inside so that we might be able to, they that worship him must be able to worship him in spirit and in truth because now it's in your heart. So the woman said that if I could only touch the hem of his garment, what are you saying to God? He hear you. He hears you because he loved you. He loved us so much that he was willing to come down off the, uh, off the throne, take on the likes of sin for flesh, just like Abraham. So Abraham prayed all those years for a son. God told him that he was gonna give birth to a son and he decided to help God out because Sarah couldn't have children. He decided to help her out. And so he allowed his wife to tell him, since I can't have children, you go with the bondswoman. And he slept with the bondswoman and brought forth the child. Well, Ishmael, Ishmael was the child, wasn't the child of the promise. He was the child that was the flesh. But. Ishmael had to come. Ishmael had to come for the fact that if Ishmael had not been born, then Isaac would have been the firstborn and he couldn't inherit the promise because the firstborn child never inherited the promise. It was the one, the secondborn child. Down through the ages, the firstborn Gerald is not gonna inherit the promise. It's the Gerald that's been born again. So Ishmael had to be born, but he listened to her. His wife brought forth an Ishmael. And in that, in the fullness of time, Ishmael, Isaac was born. And when Isaac came, he was the the son of the promise. Now, how many of you all and when, when Isaac was born, God said, "Now, uh, I want you to take him in the mountain and offer him as a sacrifice." Isaac was of age, and there's no telling how long Isaac. uh, We're talking about faith now. Faith. We're talking about faith. There's no telling how long. They say Isaac was. How old do you think Isaac was when, when Abraham? took him up in the mountains to uh to sacrifice him does anyone know Abraham Isaac was about 16 or 17 years old so no doubt that he had been back and forth with his dad on on sacrifices let me ask you another question what 16 or 17 year old uh child would uh Get on the, on the, on on the altar and let you slay him today. So it, it, it not only does it says something about Abraham, but it also says something about Isaac too. He was willing. In the process of them going up, Isaac because they had been several times, he said, "Daddy, Lord, he called him my Lord, my Lord. We have the uh, rope and the fire." for the sacrifice, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said something that knocked my socks off. You know what he said, son, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. Do you get it? Who was his sacrifice? Jesus jesus is god right so god provided himself personally himself a sacrifice and it wasn't until abraham see the willingness i'm i'm trying to tell you the willingness the kingdom of god suffereth violence and the violent take it by force violent faith that violent faith is the it is the force that gives back because felt, faith is the only thing that pleases God. No matter what you can you know we we give and we do these things and we do that but faith is the only thing that pleases God is when you're going to trust him no matter what. No matter what Lord I know what uh, society is saying but I'm going to trust you. Lord I know that this thing don't feel good but it ain't about my feelings. I'm going to trust you. Lord, I know that they saying this and that and the other, but I'm going to trust you. And when we trust God, no matter what, I just want to lay out a few things to, to show you about trusting God. It said the kingdom of God is the spiritual reign of God's reign as king and the fulfillment of God's Will on the earth. It's the reign of God as the spiritual reign of God as king and the fulfillment of God on the earth. See, when Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son, God said, now I can sacrifice my only begotten son. So, um, what what happened was he sacrificed him. And, and 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 this is what happened. Okay, it says science says that that uh we need four basic elements to live. We need water, we need air, we need light, and we need it's one more. Food. There you go. We need food. Okay. It said we need water. Jesus said, I'm the living water. Everything that God uh, said that we, everything that science said that we need in the natural, Jesus said, I am that. said, we need, we need water. Jesus said, I am the living water. Yes, the we need food. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. He said, we need, uh, we need, uh, light. He said, I'm the light of the world. He said, we need, uh, we need air. Thank you, baby. We need, <laughs> we need air. See, you what? You help me and don't think hard. Don't think harder to help me. She want to see me do well. Because it, 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 bother, it, it, it reflects on her too. And so I heard her say, "Air, <laughs> thank you, baby. <laughs> air." Jesus said, I am the breath of life. When, when, when Adam, when God created Adam, so he breathed the breath of life in him. And he became a living soul. Jesus said, I am the breath of life. So everything that signs say that you need to live, Jesus said, I'm all that. Nevertheless, I say unto you, you must be born again. And in born again, I am the breath of life. I am the bread of life. I'm that which was, that which is, that which is to come, the almighty. I'm that child that was born and governments are on my shoulders and I was called wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace, the ever begotten of the father, full of faith and full of truth. And I am God all by myself and I am going to supply your every need according to my riches and glory. All you got to do is just trust me. And so everything that science said we need, we already have. In Christ Jesus. Acts 28:4 and 5. Let's go up to the second verse as well. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent taketh by force. And that force is faith. Faith is the force. We have to violently believe what God says we are. No matter what society says, we must believe what God says. Because he has the final authority. And, 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 and it says right here, uh, beginning at the second verse, 28 and 2, it says, And the bar- bar- barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the, uh, the present rain. And because of the coal and when Paul. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper. Now, let me tell you, a viper is, is, is that snake that bites you. And they say you take two steps and you're dead. Take two steps and you're dead. But I'm talking about faith, y'all, that violent faith, yes. faith that God said. You take two steps and you're dead. It said, and when Paul had gathered the bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw it, saw the venomous snake, it's the viper is one of the most venomous snakes it is. It said. Venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. Well, let me ask you something. Why do people always want to bring up your past? Yeah, I told you. I told you it was going to happen to him because I remember when he was a dope addict. He wasn't nothing back then and anyway, he ain't going to be nothing now. They always want to bring up your past. And so when when this happened to Paul, the first thing they said that, you know, he done not kill so many people that he, he deserved what he's getting. But God, everybody said, but, but God, huh? But God. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He promised us that he would supply every need according to his riches and glory. He promised that if I abide in him and my word about his word abide in me, I can ask whatsoever will and it shall be done unto me. And so no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, he didn't say that the weapon wouldn't form. He said it wouldn't prosper. And we will it to be so in Jesus name. And see, that's what they got to have the balance. faith. Faith has to come to the door. When someone when a trial knocks on your door, don't answer it. Send faith to the door. huh? Lord, I, you promised me Lord. that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yes. Lord, you promised me if I abide in you and your word abide in me, yes. I can ask whatsoever it will and shall be done unto me. Yes. So this thing got to move in Jesus' name. Yes. So, but the the the, the snake bit bit him, yes, the most poisonous snake it is. Yes. But to show you how hainted people are, <laughs> it said. uh, Paul shook, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. See, God didn't say that the weapon wouldn't form, but it ain't going to harm you. He didn't say that the weapon wouldn't form, but it ain't going to harm you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It ain't going to prosper. But what has to happen is we have to have the violent faith to live. Okay, God, you promised me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So this thing is trying to form against me. But I'm going to stand because you told me to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So I'm going to stand still and trust you, God. I know that you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask a thing. Lord, I thank you that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And God, I thank you that everything that you have in store for me shall come forth and spring it into everlasting life. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold shall be the results of what you're doing on my my life on this day. And no weapon. Formed against that shall prosper. Hallelujah. And another thing come up. You speak to that thing too. Yes. If you have to continue to speak to it, yes. speak to it. Yes. Because I know one thing that God said in his word. And he said before his word fell, heaven and earth shall pass away. So I have to continue to trust him. And then at the sixth verse it said. Okay, go back up to the five, the fifth verse. It say, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. How be it, they looked when he should have uh, swollen, uh, uh, fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said, that he is a God. First, he said he, they, he deserved everything he was getting. But when things didn't work out the way they thought it ought to work out, they said he's a God. And see, that's why you can't allow what somebody else say about you to affect you. The word of God is what the only thing he's the reason why we move, we live. And have our being. And so the word of God is the only thing that feed me. You remember when I said about the the different basic things that you need to, to live and Jesus are those same things. Jesus is the light of the world and he's the reason we live, we move and have our being. So I can't allow negativity to filtrate into the place where God desired for me to be. Because see. God has placed a fortress around us and the enemy wants to break in that fortress. And that's why God said you have to cast down these nations of images because everything is designed to take you away from the things of God so he said though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the five senses but they might it through God then God asked me who, who am I I said God you're you're that awesome wonder he said yeah I am that he said but who am I I said Lord you're 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 the one that came down on the cross and you nail sin to the cross and for for me. He said, Yes, I did that too. But who am I? And I was kind of shook up a minute because I did. I said, I don't know, Lord. He said, Go to John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Who is who, who is he? I was naming all the things that I thought that he wanted me to to exalt him. You know, you're the awesome one. You're the one that died on the cross for me. He was saying, I did all that. Yeah, I did that. But who am I? And he took me here. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. He said, who am I? He said, I'm the word. I said, you're the word, Lord. So though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the five senses but it's mighty through the word to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imagination and every high thing that exhort itself against the knowledge of god and bringing the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ we have to make our thoughts obey Christ because if we don't make our thoughts obey Christ then we will obey our thoughts and some of the stuff that go through our head through, through during the course of a day if we don't cast it down we'll be somewhere shipwrecked like Paul see but Paul was shipwrecked but he he held on to the word and that's what, it's this the word So it's mighty through the word to the pulling down of strongholds. I can't talk about violent faith. We're talking about David. If you have, uh, turn with me. First Samuel 17 and 46. 17 and 46, 45. Let's go up to 44. When you have it, say amen. Amen. It's saying the Philistines said to David, the Philistine said to David, tell me Goliath. See, go, uh, David didn't, uh, call him Goliath. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, what you might be going through, it ain't nothing but uncircumcised Philistine. Who is he? But David didn't run from him. Everybody else was scared of him. David weighed about. 155 pounds, he was about five, six, five, seven. Weighed about 155 to 165 pounds, soaking wet. Goliath was about eight foot tall. Weighed uh, pretty close to four or five hundred pounds. But see, he said, you coming to me with a slang shot and a spear. I'm going to read it. <laughs> OK, you have it. Let's start at the uh, 43rd verse. You have it. Amen. He said, the Philistine said unto David uh, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with a, a starve? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. He shouldn't have done that. He might have been all right if he hadn't went to cussing God. And the Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. See, that, that, that's what happens. See, we got, we, God has to be the first thing that come to your mind. He said, I'm the first. I'm the last. I'm the beginning and the end. And so when we get a trial, the first thing we do, we start trying to call the bank. God said, I'm the first. We get in a trial, the first thing we do, we start calling our friends. Jesus said, I'm the first. And so what we have to do is we have to call on him. Lord, I remember the last time. I, I, I remember the last time I went through something. You was always there. Because see, you got to realize this. What David said, the same God that delivered me from the claws of the lion. And the same God that delivered me from the paws of the bear. Would deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Whatever you might be going through, it ain't nothing but an uncircumcised Philistine. And the same God that delivered you from the last situation that you thought was a giant. And see, it was a giant in their own, in, 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 in their eyes. They said, we grasshoppers and they are giants. The giants didn't think they was giants. The giants thought that the children of Israel was the ones, those are the ones that the Red Sea parted and all these things happened for them. Uh, but because they felt in their heart that they were uh, grasshoppers. If you feel like you're a grasshopper, then there it is. Because God is not going to upset his authority over your authority. And that's why we have to say what God say. I'm blessed because God say I'm blessed. I'm going to go forth and be what God desire for me to be. Lord, you promised me I'll be the head and not the tail. You promised me I'll be above and not beneath. You promised me I'll lend and not borrow and we will it to be so in the mighty and miraculous name of Jesus. In Jesus name we pray. And I promise you, Lord, say look at my son. Look at my daughter. Look at my child trust so uh right here in 46 l- listen to what david said 45 it said and and, and said david to the philistine the philistine unyelled all that stuff and see what we have to do is when your mind starts telling you all that negativity and whatever, shut up. You have to tell it to shut up in Jesus' name. Yes, you got to make them, them thoughts of shut up. Yes, right. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go forth and be what God desire for me to be. Amen. Lord, you promised me no weapon formed against me, shall I Shake your head like that. You promised me. <laughs> you promised me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> It said, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear. They said that spear weighed about uh, 200 pounds. Goliath was big, y'all. I'm just trying to give you an illustration. that Ain't nothing God can't do. Joker was eight feet tall. Had a, a spear. Weighed about 200 pounds. Ain't no telling how much the shield had a coat of armor. But Saul wanted to put David, put put David on his armor. Saul was about 6'2, weighed about 230 pounds. Could you imagine David with Saul's armor on? <laughs> David 5'7, five, five 165 pounds. With a man's armor on. This said, David shook it off. Said, This armor ain't been proven yet. This armor ain't been proven. He shook it off. He said, But the lion came to me and I, I killed him. The bear came. And I killed him. And the same God that delivered me from the claws of the lion and the paws of the bear will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. See, we have to realize that when, 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 when a tribe knock on your door, the first thing you got to do is you got to give God the glory. See, David didn't, didn't cower back. He starts saying what God has done for him. I would imagine that uh, everybody in here, God done done something for you, Well, if God done done something for you, that's the first thing you need to, you need to come in. Okay, God, you promised me. So it says in uh, 45, it said, then said, David to the Philistine, thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. So that means I ain't got no business out there trying to do it my way, is it? It ain't never worked. So ain't no sense of me trying it now. It says, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands and I will smite thee. Look at David. Eight foot joker. David 5'8". He ain't even looking at no size. God can do exceedingly and abundantly above. I know you're asking. I know you're asking, but he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that. Above all that we ask a thing. So it said, uh, David said this day, uh, 46, David said this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands and I will smite thee and take thine head <laughs> from thee and I will give the carcasses of the host Of the Philistine Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the field and to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Is there a God in your life? Let them know. See, because faith has the answer to dough. And so the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence taketh by force. Faith is the force that taketh back what God has for you. I gotta trust him no matter what. It says I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one last thing, and then I'm gonna bring it to a close. Job. Job went through all. That he went through. And do you realize the things that he went through wasn't because God was punishing him, even though he thought God was punishing him? What did Job say? The minute that the things happened to him, he said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. And so, what we have to do is we have to trust Him, no matter what. Now, fear gonna come because David realized—not David, I'm sorry—who I'm talking about, y'all? Job, Job realized. Well, (laughs) pray for me, y'all. Job realized that he walked in fear because he would say, my children maybe done did something they ain't got no business doing, so I'm gonna offer up a sacrifice for them. My children doing this, so I'm gonna offer up a sacrifice for them. We don't have to walk in fear. God said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning they're not of the five senses. I don't care what it feel like, what it tastes like, what it sound like, what it look like. It's what God say it is. I'm blessed because God say I'm blessed. I'm going to go forth and be what God desired for me to be. And no weapon formed against that shall prosper. So he said, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing the captivity of every thought to the obedience of Christ. So even though these things come upon you, you got to capture that thought and cast it down. No, oh, not not here. Maybe then, but this is now. I'm going to go forth and be what God desire for me to be Lord you promised me if I abide in you and your word abide in me I can ask whatsoever it will and it shall be done unto me and we will it to be so in Jesus name the enemy come again you cast it down again and you cast it down every time it comes why because the enemy ain't gonna, he, he ain't going to knock just one time he's going to see if you really mean what you say and if you really mean what you say Then he said he'll leave you for a season, just for a season. So. Job Would sacrifice for his kids because he said maybe they have sinned because he walked in fear. And so everything that happened to him, he said, the things that I feared. The most has come upon me. You draw your fears to you. That's why you have to cast those fears down. You can't let nothing fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. So anything that causes fear, I need to cast that thing down. That ain't, that ain't got nothing. No. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna go forth and be what God desired for me to be. Lord, you promised me. If I abide in you and your word abide in me, I can ask whatsoever will and it shall be done unto me. And we will it to be in so in Jesus name. But 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 Job cast down and and Job say, Job, but but I'm going to show you something. A lot of people talk about what Job didn't do, but I'm going to talk about what Job did. All the things that Job went through, he didn't curse God. His wife told him, won't you just go and curse God and die? Now, Job cursed the day he was born, but he didn't curse God. He cursed a lot of things because of the spirit of fear, but he didn't curse God. And because he didn't curse God, God stepped in. With a chastisement. God love you so much. He said he loved the ones, the one, them who he loved, he chastised. Uh, In other words, you need a chastisement for the Lord because see, the world gonna whoop you, tie you up, break you, break you, break break the, break shoes off you and leave you out there in the dumpster. But the chastisement of the Lord, happy is the man that God chastised. So the Lord came to Job and said, where are you with all these dog sands? Where were you when I hung the stars out in the socket and told them to hang out there? He said, where were you when I told the water to come to the show and don't come no further? He said, now I want you to pray for your friends cause they didn't treat you right when you, was, when you was going through what you're doing. He said, but I want you to get up and make a sacrifice for you and your friends. So Job got up and he made a sacrifice for him and his friends. And God restored to him twice as much as he had before. And so what that stands to mean is God is with us. He's with us. Regardless to anything that goes on in life, God is with you. He know that every once in a while some things might come up and and, and try to strike a little fear in your heart. That's why he said cast it down. He know that sometimes you might go through some changes and you might uh, say something you ain't got no business. He know death and life is in the power of the tongue. He said, but I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So what I want you to do, I came by to tell you all that, that you can get up. You can get up and get back in line. Everything that God has for you, it's going to come to pass. Can't nobody receive it but you it's for you what God has for me is for me so I can't be uh, running this race looking to, looking over there at brother Aubrey I, I got to run the race that God has set before me huh and I promise you everything that God has for you is gonna show up in your life when you need it the most because he promised that he would supply every need according to his riches and glory. Every need, supply. Everything that I need, he's already supplied. It. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salton Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhand Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salton Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltonlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.